Hey guys, welcome to Sip and Rip It. I'm Zach. He's Nathan. You can find me at ZG underscore Summer, Summer Shred. Shred Journey. Yeah. And uh, you can find him at, at Nathan Skedios. Um, and you can find us both at Sip It and Rip It. Um, get on Spotify, Apple, whatever you listen on. Rate us five stars. Share the podcast. Um, you know, do us a favor because we need help. I didn't even have to say anything this time. I was just sitting back, just drinking my drink. I tried to take care of all of it. I tried, I tried to be on it, mate. Make, you know making saying, up man? for missing to, last week. Yeah, trying to make up for it, man. <laughs> oh, trying to make man. up for it. Do we do, I forget, do we uh, get right in the meat and potatoes of this thing? Do we do uh, PR songs first or we normally do gym first? I think we just, I think we normally do gym first. I think it's just kind of like, that's how we always started it. We never really had a format we kind of just winged it until we we're still just something. winging it baby. we are still for fine. all 10 of you that listen i got a feeling after today's episode we'll dwindle down to about five <laughs> we might lose a few um but that's okay because it is it is an interesting topic that we want to talk about and is something that is important in the powerlifting it community um especially to the future of women's power yeah for so. sure because there's it there's definitely something something needs to change in regards to what's going on but Absolutely. Uh, before we get into that gym stuff, what did we do in the gym this week? Um, well, I um, week before last, I spent two days bedridden with a QL strain, pretty a pretty bad one. Um, started physical therapy this week on my hip for both my IT band and my um, torn labrum. I'll be having more imaging done on the labrum to see to what extent I tore it, or if I tore it more on the meet day. Um, and then, uh, you know, kind of a general week, mostly because uh, because I was coming off that QL strain, which isn't a big deal, but um, boy, they're painful. They suck mm. real bad. Um, Anything having to do with your lower back just kind of can completely cripple you. Like, yeah, absolutely. Just... I mean, because you use it for everything, so it basically stays cramped. Mm -hmm. And uh, man, it was rough. And then, it, honestly... I had a very, very minor strain going into a chiropractic adjustment. And then after my chiropractic adjustment, it just was like set on fire. Mm -hmm. So I really um, probably did myself a disservice by getting adjusted with a back strain. Yeah. Because I think it really it set me back, I think, mm -hmm. quite a bit. But it is what it is. Um, other than that, I was able to build on everything this week. Ended up having a decent bench day. I think I accumulated about 70 reps. Um Anywhere from 135 up to about 275. Was going to get under 315 for a few reps, um, but uh, on Thursday. But had uh, one of my employees happen to be in there while I was lifting. He was like, "You should take 225 for as many reps as you can. See what you can do." <laughs> and about that time, I was already like 40 or 50 reps in, so I only hit it for about 15. But yeah. uh, ended up working for up to 275 for about four, pretty easy. Uh, but I was definitely fatigued because that's the most. Um, it's the most volume I've done since meat day, really, mm -hmm. you know what I mean, since, since prep. So um, just didn't have the tricep left to go any heavier. And then uh, my leg day, um, let me just say, here on this Easter Sunday, <laughs> that I crucified it. <laughs> Crushed my leg day, man. Absolutely crucified <laughs> it. And uh, we're trying to resurrect these gains now. <laughs> Happy Easter. <laughs> Happy Easter. Oh, that, well. That's going to lose um, us the five. That's what say. There goes two of you, at least. And then, uh, the other two to three will, will fall off shortly. The, the, the strong Christians that listen to our podcast. 
I don't know if there is. I I don't know how many of you there are, but uh, um, let me let me say this: even when I was a practicing Christian, I wasn't I wasn't above making a joke about it at all. It's still funny to me. Sorry. So, in in Um, regards to that, I'll just say: if you can't make fun of it, then you take it too seriously. Yeah, it probably ain't doing that much good for you in a, in a positive way. If yeah. you can't, if you can't, if, if you can't about laugh it. about a joke, then then there's something wrong. That's that's yeah. just my personal opinion, but that goes to a lot of things that I believe. So you know, yeah. So, so that was your week. That was my week, baby. What about yours? Oh man, my week was so boring. <laughs> it was deload week, and the only thing that felt even remotely challenging was I think my squats, and that was because I was. Still trying to fix the butt wig problem that we've been addressing. Um, I, we made a whole podcast about, oh, I fixed my butt wig. And I was like, ah, just kidding. It's still there. Um, it's very it's, minimal, though. It is very minimal. The, the groin stretch has helped tremendously. But it is still there a little bit. And we've we've kind of went back to what you said about the hip shift, um, which we are working on. With, uh, you may end up in a lift like me. We don't know yet. I'm gonna, I, I ordered one. We're gonna we're gonna try it out and see if it helps. I'll probably wear it for a couple of days. See yeah, you it, need to wear it for a couple of days prior to your squat session so yeah. that your QLs adjust to the new bounce in your hips. Yeah. And Otherwise, then, you're gonna set yourself up for a strain. Yeah. It, it it it. I think it's supposed to be here on Tuesday, and I squat on Thursday, so I wear it on Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday up until I squat, and then we'll see. Yeah, see if I any, think you'll be okay. Adjustments have been made, and if not, then you know it's it's fine. It was eight dollars that I threw away for. Yeah, it's pretty an attempt pretty cheap. at a fix. Yeah. You know, so. But yeah, nothing, nothing major over here. Just some easy, easy peasy breezy. Feeling like feeling feeling pretty cheesy. Yeah, I hear you. Um, <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, I guess I'm so deconditioned from both prep and the fact that I've been hurt. Um, I've been able to get a pretty massive leg pump with just four or five exercises in a day. Yeah. So I've been doing some squat variation, hack squat, and then uh, leg extensions and then some hamstring work, and I'm, I've been out. So, yeah. Um, probably need to add some calf work in because I have tiny calves. But Everybody has it is tiny what it calves. Is. But, you know, I've, you know, I've been able to do a leg workout in about an hour, which is rare for me. But also the load is. Right. I mean, shit, I worked up to 50%. Yesterday, that was yeah. my heavy, my heaviest load for a set of two was you know fifty percent. So, I mean, yeah, <laughs> pretty long way off from poten- my potential for right. sure. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So, um, speaking of the gym, I do want to I do want to recite a little story here. Okay, um, and I've talked to you about it prior, um, but so <sighs> I have this issue with people who kind of like. Get all up in your space for no reason. So I was at the gym and I was doing lunges over by the, for everyone at Hartzell Fitness that knows, there's the um, the floor mats and then there's the water machine and I was doing lunges across it. And you know, there's a leg press over here and a barbell. Uh, squat rack. Squat rack, yeah. So you're basically in the aisle between the squat rack and the water Yeah, room. so I'm just doing lunges, minding my own business. Everything's cool. Uh, and this guy comes in. He sets his bag down over by the squat rack that I'm talking about. No big deal. He's going to use the squat rack. So whatever. I uh, go, and there's some barbells in front of that mirror that's next to the uh, water, water machine, fountain, yeah. water, water fountain. So I'm doing some upright rows because I don't want to take up a squat rack doing upright rows because that's just like, that's bad etiquette. Yeah. Someone else can do it for literally anything else. 
So I'm just doing my upright rows, no big deal. He's a little bit in my vicinity at this point. So he's got a band wrapped around the squat rack and he's all the way past the leg press machine. And like in that general area, I'm like, you know, it's fine, whatever. I'm just gonna do my upright rows and you know, we got enough space in between us that nobody's gonna be bothered. Yeah. I go and put some weight. I was doing it with just the bar. I threw some cans on there, some light, just whatever. And I kind of pace a little bit because that's what I do when I'm waiting on my timer to go off. While I'm pacing, I walk back and this dude is like right in front of my barbell. And I've got like a minute left on my timer. And I'm like, I don't know how long this dude's going to take to stretch, but he's literally right in front of my barbell. And he wasn't before. So I just walk in and I'm like, hey, dude, you're like right in front of my barbell. He looks up at me and he says, well, I'm stretching. So, and I'm like... Well, I'm working. <laughs> well, I didn't say that. I said was, well, you were stretching over there. So can you stretch over there? And he's like, I'm almost done. So can you just wait? And I was like, whatever, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm not going to make a big deal out of it. And then he says, and I was here first anyway. So, and I was like, you weren't here first. You were over there first. First of all, uh, I was over here doing lunges before you even got here. So I was in this space already. Uh, he pulls back his, uh, his band. He walks back. He gets real puffy and says, I don't fucking care. Don't talk to me anymore. And I was just like, I was fuming. Like I was like, just not gonna, I was doing my best not to fight this person. Like I was <laughs> so mad. I was physic. I was visibly red. And I could see Cause I could see myself in the mirror when I started my, my upright rows. And I would tell you, I have never, like, it's not heavy, it's 65 pounds, but I was throwing those through the roof. I was so <laughs> mad. I was just like, you got to calm down. This isn't worth going to jail over. But, like, this dude, and then, like, he, he walks halfway across the gym at that point, doing something completely different than what he was doing. Which, all, just, just to go ahead and say it, he was stretching on the pull-down bar. <laughs> so he had weight on pull and he was just stretching his back I'm like dude what the fuck are you doing you're just being in people's way to be in people's way now I gotta go do uh, shoulder press at this time so I go over there and I'm doing shoulder press and he's like you know behind me a little bit cause you know where the, the upright or the, the pull down bar is over yeah. there the cable pull down machine and I'm like over here and I just kind of look up just to see if he's even staring my face. He won't. he won't even look at me at this point, I think I think he was probably pretty scared. I haven't seen him at the gym since. What a pussy. Yeah, well, I mean, he kind of gives off that vibe of, like, he thinks he's tough. But if you, like, go at him, he's going to I would like to know who he is, to be honest I, I, I was told his name, but I don't care enough to remember his name. That's fair. But just to sum up the story, practice good gym etiquette. Yeah, I mean, it's a real it's, thing. Like, it's, you know, not, it's not hard to just, like, not be in people's way. Yeah, and I will say, too, there's an obvious difference in etiquette for us powerlifters and there's, like, bodybuilders. But, like, 
you know, if somebody's in there and they're obviously a bodybuilder, like you probably don't want to walk in front of their mirror mid set, like. Or if they if they're posing, you know, yeah. just just kind of give them their space. Walk behind them, like stuff like and that. It's that's not fine. Hard. It's it's literally not that hard. That's also a relatively big gym, square footage wise. Like, and there's yeah. also a designated stretching area in another room that you yeah. could very easily go. I will you know, give started, I will give him this. He was stretching with a band attached to the squat rack, so he did need a fixed point, and there's not any fixed points back there. Yeah. Back there, so I can understand his. Mindset of being out there to stretch, but he didn't have to take up the whole walkway between the leg press and the and the squat rack, as well as get into my area with the barbells. Like he took up that much space. That's how his he was stretched from that point in the room to that point in the room. That's how yeah. far his bar or his uh, band was stretched. Yeah, you just need a stronger band, bud. Yeah, or or double loop it, or go somewhere else. <laughs> you can find a new. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, people have bad bad gym etiquette, man. Like you know, like just like you said, like you know, we have what four four squat racks there. We have three against the wall and then one mm -hmm. in the caddy corner. Yep. Yeah, so we're not at a shortage of squat racks, but like just like you talked about, like doing upright rows in the floor instead of in a squat mm -hmm. rack. Like that's good gym etiquette. Like you know, you probably shouldn't be doing you know single leg presses on a assisted pull up machine if. Mm -hmm. There's only two assisted pull up, pull up machines, and people are waiting on it. Like, you know, shit like that. Like, it's, it's kind of obvious, fucking do, shit. You know, doing what I mean? tricep like, press downs. On it. Yeah, I've seen some shit. I mean, I, I'm not gonna lie to you. I like single arm press downs on that on that thing. And I mean, I, it's I've been fair. Of them. But uh, but yeah, especially you know at a busier time in the gym, and our gym is kind of busy around noon. Yeah. Um. Also at three to. You know, two, two, three, and four. Yeah. It does get a little busy. It does. It is busy in the morning when I'm there. Um, it is what it is. But like, you know, if you're if you're in there with a full gym, you need to be using machines for what they're used. They're made for because yeah. people are waiting on them, and they don't want their time wasted. And you don't want to waste anybody's time because it's yeah. rude. And you also should never invade somebody else's space. Yeah, it just is that's it is. that's probably you, the you have to have some thing. you have to have some awareness. I mean. It's the same reason why we don't we try not to use you know three or four machines at a time. Mm -hmm. I'm cool with a superset. If you want to superset leg curls, and leg extensions, those machines are beside each other. People will pick up pretty obvious, you know, pretty quickly what you're doing on mm -hmm. them. It's fine. Also, I mean, people are bad about not letting people work in. So let somebody, you know, if you if you need a piece of equipment that somebody else needs and you're already on it, don't make them wait. Just let them yeah. work in with you. It is. It's just. It's just simple. You, you know have I mean? a rest like, period anyway, right? Yeah, like just, you're just work. We you know work alternately. You know what I mean? It's fine. And if you don't have a rest period for some reason, you probably aren't going to be on the machines that long anyway. So the person is probably going to be completely fine with waiting. If you're going to do three sets back to back to back, you're probably going to you're probably going to tire out pretty quick. First of all, so yeah. you're probably not going to be on there very long. Yeah, exactly. It just is what it is. People have piss poor gym etiquette. People have piss poor etiquette in general. Yeah. And uh, that guy pays the same membership me and you do, so we're entitled to our own space the mm -hmm. same way he's entitled to his space. Yeah. And uh, I hope that I haven't run in with him. <laughs> That'd be <laughs> funny. I'd laugh. I'd like to see it. Uh, I mean, I, I'll, I will do it with a I'll <laughs> absolutely roast that guy with a smile on my face <laughs> and uh, enjoy it the whole, the whole while. <laughs> it is. Uh, it I is mean, what it is. like I said, haven't seen him since. This has been like a week and a half ago, and he would always show is up it, when I was there. Is it the... White dude that's kind of dark, dark complected with a ponytail. You got a bad like. He doesn't have a ponytail. Short ponytail. Oh yeah. man, I was hoping it was him because that guy's a prick too. Damn. Older guy. Is he older? I'm asking you. 
Like, no, this guy's this guy's probably a little younger than me. He's probably okay, about your yeah, age. I probably haven't seen him then. Yeah, I was thinking about the he only... wears some like he wears some like Nike Air Maxes, like some obviously <laughs> like not gym shoes. And like tries to do the Viking braid, but he can't really do it. And he's like, like you know, nice. Gotta love it. Got that high and tight with like long hair on top, and like you know tries to pull it back. Whatever. It's kind of funny. It is what it is. We got some characters at fucking gym. Dude. It's true. It's true. We do have some cool people. Though. Oh, yeah. Well, there are quite handful, a few. To... There are a handful that I've I've personally talked to that I really enjoy. Kevin. Um, Kevin's cool. Sh- uh, Shane Vest. I don't know if you know him. He's an older dude. Pretty buff. Um, most of the older men in there that I've ran, ran into are pretty are pretty cool guys. Um, some of them are. Some of, some of them. Eric Fields, the cop, the rock. Yeah, Eric, He's Eric a cool Fields guy. seems cool, yeah. I haven't um, talked to him, but. There's uh, I mean, we got no. There's plenty of good people in that gym, but there are, man, there are some absolute fucktards in there too. <laughs> there really are, and they and they do get pretty competitive and heated and like. It's really funny. I had uh, two teenagers in there yesterday, just fucking acting a fool, just big chested, fucking acting like they own the place and shit too. Press better than everybody. Yeah, they have one eighty five on the bar. You know, hitting for yeah. like sets of three to five, like. They own the gym. It's like, but I don't even think I, we don't even load that up for a warm up anymore. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? Like, that's, we, we we kind of pass over that to two. Yeah, yeah right? I mean, that's, like, what's the point of one? I don't, under, I don't understand. But um, I guess egos are going to come with the gym. I mean, I've mm. got one, but I've I've never been like you know malicious toward people, so I don't really understand what everybody else is doing. I think it's that. I think when you're strong, you just don't give a fuck no more. Like you don't really care to dick measure like that. Well, it gets to a point, right, where you're like, I know how strong I am. Either you don't matter, you're as good as me, and I kind of do want to compete against you, but not a not necessarily a malicious way. And then there's someone who's better than you. Like, well, shit, I need to learn from this dude. Yeah, like that's, yeah, that's when you get to a certain level. That's kind of how you look at things. I feel like yeah, that's absolutely. how I. Yeah, I mean, everybody's in their own whatever grind they think they're on. Yeah, and uh, trying to better themselves, and it just is. It just is what it is. Uh, the male ego is a very funny and fragile thing, though. <laughs> and. Uh, I don't start anything like that, but I definitely will finish it if they want. If they right. want, if they want a dick measure, I'll whip, I'll whip mine out and show them if they, if they need to. Like it's fine, um, but but uh, I will I say this, do. and this is another thing I told you just just for the sake of the podcast. It's really funny when dudes kind of like try and compare against you when you're on D load. <laughs> yeah. Like. I can do that too. Yeah, I can throw four plates on and like squat it for like two. And I'm like, that's cool. I'm like deloading for, for <laughs> sets of four. Like, you know, it's whatever, dude. Like, meet me when I'm back in here on my program, like on my week. It is one. what it is. And and, and then they, they probably are nowhere to be found when you do do something. Oh, cool. for sure. They don't want yeah. they don't want to see that. They don't want to see it. Yeah. It's like funny. I said, too, too damaging to their ego. Uh, by the way, we were drinking uh, just Malibu and fruit juice. So. Nothing special on the cocktail tonight. We got uh, mine got a little is, bit uh, left. Mine is cashed. Yours Mine's is cashed. gone. I'm almost done. This is the second one. They're too good. We got too P- easy to drink. PR songs today, baby. You. I'll pull mine up. Mine's all going to come. Three different bands, all from the same EP. They got the aggression session split that has fit for an autopsy. The art is murder and malevolence on it. And we're just going to go the first three songs on it. Uh, Hellions by fit for an autopsy is fucking awesome. Um, waste of uh, waste of myself by malevolence is also fucking awesome, and then my favorite of the three is the art is murder, 
and they have a new song called Until There Is No Longer, and it fucking rips too. And their second song on that EP is uh, a cover of Hammer Smash Face. Hell and yeah. it's fucking awesome. So, I'm going to have to listen to it. What, what EP is that? Uh, the Aggression Sessions EP. So if you remember, The, the Art is Murder did uh, the Depression Sessions with the Acacia Strain mm -hmm. uh, as an EP that they put out. Uh, and then this is the sequel to it, but it's with Malevolence and um, and Fit for an Autopsy. So Hell yeah. yeah. That sounds pretty dope. Good. I'm going to have to check yeah. it out. Um, for me, I'll go, since you brought three, I'll bring three. Uh, we'll go with Resurgence by Within the Ruins. Um, they may have been on here before, I think, probably Gods Amongst Men. I think so. Because that's, that's one of my favorites by them. Again, just Deathcore, um, cool shit. I really like it. Uh, Into Nothing by Bleed From Within. They're a little lighter, a little more metalcore than Deathcore. Um, but they kind of remind me of like, uh, early all that remains in a way, cool. um, which, which I really dig early all that remains. And, uh, we'll go with him of annihilation by a virgin's crown who has also been on here before. Yeah. Um, they're just badass. Dude. They are badass. It was good band. Anything else. Good band. Solid. Yep. And that covers our, our usuals. Yep. Now we got to talk about. Some real, uh, some real interesting shit. We'll put it like that. Yeah. So what we're talking about today is a slippery slope. Um, me and Nathan have our own individual opinions on it, um, our own feelings on it. I'm going to try to leave mine out of it and look at it from a practical standpoint. Um, but basically, what we're talking about is transgendered people in powerlifting. Specifically, um, trans women who were formerly men who are now competing in powerlifting. Um, and there are examples of this in other sports that, you know, we can point to. And uh, it's very important to me that I don't sound like a bigot because I do support the rights of these people. Um, but there is a degree to where now we are... Your rights, if your rights begin where someone else's end and vice versa... I do feel like now we're getting to the point that we are stepping on women's rights for the sake of a much, 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 much more smaller and negligible minority. Mm -hmm. um, not that those people aren't important, not that they don't deserve rights, but we are basically flipping women's rights on it, uh, women's sports on its head for the sake of uh, inclusion. So much so that I feel like it's exclusion by mm -hmm. inclusion in a way. Right. Um, because you get, there's just, and, and, there's just a big difference in a in someone who is born male and someone who is born female, right? Yeah. There's just always going to be that difference. No matter how many drugs, surgeries, there's always going to be just a genetic difference there. And I it's and I and I just want to say again, I agree with you on everything that you've just said. Like rights are deserved. This isn't about taking away anybody's rights, but it's about the the fact of fairness. It may be pre about preserving rights. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so basically the hot topic in powerlifting though, is we had a Canadian male, um, who previously identified as male, uh, choose to identify as a female, didn't change anything about himself, just identified as female, went and absolutely demolished a trans woman's female records and mm -hmm. i say that i say that loosely because i'm not sure that she should be in there and by her own admission she seems like there could be 
some unfairness about her competing. But anyway, she basically came out and called this guy a bigot and said that it was out of, um, you know, had malicious intent, which I actually kind of agree with. I mean, he did it to prove a point. I don't um, think it was malicious. I think it was to say, this is the problem with what you're doing, right? Yeah, this absolutely. is the problem with the standard that we're setting, that I can just come in here, I'd say I'm a female and break this record yeah. because just because I came in and said it. Right, because yeah. that's that's how they're approaching it. By the way, on meet day, he didn't. He doesn't bother to shave his beard. Nothing. He just yeah. goes and competes in the women's category. Yeah. And by the way, annihilates every previous record that yeah. could be held. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and and by a lot, um, mm -hmm. because you know this is this is not somebody that's on, undergoing hormone therapy or anything like that. He basically comes in off the street as a man, says I'm a, says he's a woman, and. Uh, then goes and proceeds to crush Canadian women's records. Yeah. Um, and just, just to clarify, this is just Canadian powerlifting. This isn't a world record. This isn't anything like yeah, that. Yeah, it just pertains to Canadian sports. So, um, But anyway, I'm sure this guy did it to prove a point, and that's that, um, you know, it is to some extent a slippery slope. And uh, I think it brings up some pretty... Um, Pretty important things, and that's uh, if we're going to allow um, people to transition and then compete as their opposite biological sex, how do we do it ethically? Um, because I'm not sure either one of them being there is ethically uh, ethical, really, mm -hmm. but um, certainly she, being the actual transgendered athlete, Competing is more ethical than him competing mm -hmm. because she has undergone the surgery. She has undergone hormone therapy. She is not biologically, but chemically closer to being a woman than he is. Right. Um, so, I mean, just and I'm potential just, solutions to that, I guess. Yeah, yeah I'm just I'm just going to point this out. Um, the and I'm reading this from New York Post, just in case anyone. Which wants is, to. Uh, it should be disclaimed. You can read it from other places too, but New York Post is a right leaning, uh, leaning news organization. So if you want to look it up somewhere else, by all means do so. But but I just want to say, um, <clears throat> they say that the CPUs, which is the Canadian Powerlifting, uh, I'm not sure what the E stands for, to be honest with you. I have no idea. But it, it, either way, that their uh, trans policy states that an individual should be able to participate in the gender with which they identify and not be subject to requirements for disclosure of personal information beyond those required of cisgender athletes. Uh, also states, nor should there be any requirement for hormonal therapy or surgery. So that basically just says exactly what happened. If a male comes in, says I'm a female, they say, okay. Yeah, there's no requirement for hormone therapy or surgery to compete yeah. as a female. Which obviously has some glaring problems, right? Because like literally what happened could happen a male could this guy that goes and breaks these record basically totals the same the same thing i do so he's basically right. you know totals 15 to 1600 pounds um man there's probably only two women in the world that total 1500 pounds three maybe like that are very 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 i'm very very like astoundingly good athletes. one thing i'm curious you know, about. You, know, you know what i mean like we're talking about you know tamara walcott um cc ingram when she was still in it mm -hmm. And did Mariana, Benika Brown, maybe um, she wouldn't have totaled that much. She was too lightweight. Benika Brown, maybe who is single plot now. So mm -hmm. like, um, you know, here I am. Live and breathe the sport and I've come up with only 
three names that total that, and one of them is single ply athlete. Right. It says a lot. Right? Yeah, and I mean, you know, fifteen, sixteen hundred pounds. Just to be be honest, I'm a I'm a I've competed either two seventy five or three hundred eight, depending on what I'm weighing. That's a very very average total for mm -hmm. a for a medium heavyweight man. Right. Which I think it said he competed at eighty six plus kilograms, which I guess is their super heavyweight. Uh, I guess that would be their super heavyweight, but I mean it's still pretty light for I us. To, I'm, I, I kind of eighty six keys is so he was one hundred ninety pounds, so he was actually pretty strong for his size. If that if that's correct, well, I mean plus. So if it's their super heavyweight, I tell you what, that's a very very lot lot. You know, one ninety plus right. is very very lot for. For an unlimited uh, weight class, um, I could be wrong. I don't see it on here, but I thought that's. But what it I doesn't really matter. Anywhere from you know anywhere from two hundred pounds to three hundred pounds. I was still proves my point. Fifteen to sixteen hundred pounds is still. While if you're on the lighter end of that weight class, uh, on those weight classes, you're you're absolutely a little bit better than the heavier dudes. Right. But across that spectrum, I mean, we have people here in Alabama at two twenty that total eighteen hundred pounds. So yeah. fifteen to sixteen hundred pound total is not a big deal as a man. Right. It'll, now, will it win you some local meets and maybe some state meets? Yeah. I mean, it could, you you know, you're probably not winning lifter of the day, but you could definitely take home your weight class with that total. Um, yeah. But, uh, but you know, you're not nationally a beast. Right. You know, yeah. I mean, it's, you're, you're, you're pretty much, you know, upper, me intermediate power lifter at best, you know what I mean, with that total. So, it's just and like I said, I just sat here and like really, really thinking about it, I can only name two or three women in the world that total something like that. Right. One of which don't even compete anymore in that. She's a bodybuilder now. Yeah. And uh, it, it was <clears throat> talked about on the Mark Bell podcast too, and you can check that out. Uh, I think it's only like 30, 45 minutes. Joe Sullivan had some very aggressive comments about the dude that competed. And I, I, I actually really like Joe Sullivan. I think he's a good person and I think he's a great athlete, but I also think he went, he dug in a little hard on this dude because I feel like it's I feel like everyone is making out this dude to be a villain but in reality I don't think he did it just to go there and set some female records I think he did it to make to, a point to prove a point he was just kind of like hey this is a problem I can I read this rule I can see where there's a problem here so we need to fix this problem I'm going to show you exactly why we need to fix this problem and he That's, has done that now he, he yeah. you know regardless of the amount of hate he's done he's definitely pointed out that uh, allowed everybody to point out the fact there's some glaring issues in it. Yeah. Um, man, I don't know. You know, even though, even with blood tests, right? So we know that I test low on on my my test my natural test levels. Even when I'm using Trimbolone, I'm still there's very likelihood because I've never experienced side effects that I'm still in a normal testosterone range right. when I'm using something five times more anabolic than testosterone. Mm -hmm. So if we're doing it based just off of Hormones. There's plenty of bigger men like me that have low T. Yeah. That probably they're. I mean, I would probably test lower than some of my female athletes that don't use drugs, like natural. When mm -hmm. I'm not on. Yeah. You know, just my natural levels. So, like, I'm not even sure that's good enough. But they're definitely to not have a requirement on HRT and to not have a requirement on surgery. Surgery things really, honestly, I, I could I could live with it or without it. I don't really care about the surgery. Mm -hmm. But to not have a a blood test requirement is a glaring issue, right? So, I but mean, doesn't that doesn't isn't that another slippery slope though? Because like someone, if if you're doing a blood test now, and this is something I, I was I was going to bring up, I, it doesn't say whether this is a tested or an untested meat. Now, if you've got someone who's 
if you're doing a tested meet, then you have to test them for for well, all this. Typically, P in, tests, yeah, right, yeah. So, I guess I'm I'm struggling to understand if if this was a tested meet because I feel like that's where all this would come from. Because if it's an untested meet, you've got women who are probably on testosterone anyway. And also, it's other performance could potentially drugs. level the playing field, to some right? Extent, to some extent, against a, against a trans athlete, you know, it's probably at least somewhat more fair, and I'm, that's why I'm assuming this is a non tested. A, a non tested, and if it's untested, how is it that you don't like look at his testosterone levels and be like, like, aren't we testing for the same thing when we're we're doing a drug test that way? Yeah, I mean, they should be. I mean, that's the whole idea of it. You know, right. they're supposed to be. So you know, if, uh, if he does a, exogenous hormones and then PCT drugs should be, and any type of screening agent should be the three things that are right that are tested for. Um, and I don't know, I don't know the specifics on the drug testing. I, I like, I don't know how they tell if you're taking exogenous testosterone, but if you're testing it based on like the amount of, I, I don't. That's, I guess I'm uneducated in that aspect but if if it's based on how much testosterone is in your body how can you say one way or the other yeah 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 i mean that's um you know i wish we had somebody closer to the medical field that could speak about the blood work and exactly mm -hmm. what that has on it but i mean i know that you know female sex hormones can cause lower bone density you know a decrease in muscle mass stuff like that so if somebody is on something like that even if they were biologically male, they would be at a disadvantage if they were competing against other males. Against other males, for sure. Um, but th that's not necessarily going to change. Like, it's not necessarily going to change your physiology in such a way that you're going to be at a disadvantage going against a biological woman. Yeah, and that's. I think. I think it's pretty slippery. And I do think that these people, if they want to be involved in powerlifting, they should absolutely get to be involved in powerlifting mm -hmm. for sure. Um, I don't think this is the solution, but if they are going to continue allowing biological men who have transitioned to women and that identify that way, which I will call them her, mm -hmm. it's not a problem for me. If you continue to allow these women to compete against biological women, you have to lift the standard on no HRT requirements. Yeah, for sure. At a minimum, you have to say you've done some degree of therapy and maybe it's a three month minimum, maybe it's a six month minimum, maybe it's a one year minimum, but you should be able to, you should have to bring in some type of documentation that says you have been actively using um, some type of hormone replacement therapy to help and aid in your transition in order to compete as a woman. And that's not <clears throat> to try and make this more difficult for a trans woman. This you is not stepping on to... the toes of biological women who have worked hard in the sport. Right. And I think that's where it's really slippery is that I said in the beginning, I think that your rights end where mine begin. Um, if you are allowing people to compete and it is obviously detrimental to um, the sport, to the to women's powerlifting, to what the women's sport in general, um, the inclusion is the inclusion be damned. I mean, um, I know my feelings about it here are probably a little bit a little bit mixed, to be honest, um, because I do think they should have a place in powerlifting. and I do think they should be able to do what we do and everything else. But from a coach's standpoint, if I go take one of my stronger girls, especially if I take Heather Calvert or Casey to a powerlifting meet, knowing that they're going to total, those girls total a thousand pounds. If I take them to a powerlifting meet and they get crushed by somebody 
Um, and they may not believe the same way I do. They may be perfectly fine with this, but if they go get crushed by somebody that was born biologically male, um, I don't care how long they were on HRT, uh, I'm going to be pretty livid as a coach. Yeah. Because I know how hard those girls have worked to get there. I've witnessed how hard they've worked to get there. And um, I don't, I wouldn't necessarily view it as fair. Yeah. From a competitive standpoint, I don't know that, I don't know that, uh, I would be able to uh, mentally recover from that, um, in which case, uh, you know, the fun, really fun thing about those two girls is they absolutely possess the ability to go, you know, they've totaled a thousand pounds now when they're, when they're healthy and, and they're in the gym. They absolutely have the ability to be 1,200 pound totalers one day as women. Mm-hmm. Um, so equally, and in a, maybe in an unfair way, I would probably feel a lot of pride for them if they went out and drug a trans woman's ass right. in a powerlifting meet. Um, no offense to that woman, but uh, I mean, it would. There it, is a glaring difference, dude. And we talked yeah. about Leah Thomas, who swam for <clears throat> for UPenn, was wasn't a top fifty male swimmer um, collegiately, and then goes transitions, and then goes and absolutely crushes women swimming mm-hmm. crushes it not even by a little bit like you know breaks 100 year old records like right things that we never thought were possible by by a woman by a biologically born born female yeah man it's a i mean it's a it's a tough spot and i don't want to sound like a bigot but uh i feel very torn in two different directions on this just because you know, my voting, uh, well, the way I vote politically, I'm a libertarian. I vote third party. Uh, it is right leaning, but we very, very much support gay and trans rights um, because we feel as though it's just not our business what somebody wants to do in their personal time. Mm-hmm. Um, it does not affect me. I do not lose sleep over what you identify as. I am not going to judge your character or your ability to be a friend of mine based off of. What you are, what you identify as, or, or or how you are, but I do feel like we are stepping on. We've gone so far in terms of like women's rights and what they can do in the workplace, and, uh, and what they their political opinions, um, what we do with them in sports, how they perform in sports. Um, the NBA is doing a great job of lifting up the WNBA. Which, by the way, if you watch basketball, women's basketball is a much purer form of the game than men's basketball is. It's a wonderful sport. Um, that probably needs its recognition. Um, we've come a long way for women. Have we gone so far for women that now <laughs> uh, we are we are actually doing damage to them? Because you brought up a point, and I'm sure there are examples of men, uh, trans men, that are competing as a man um, somewhere, but you're not seeing news headlines of a biologically female person that has transitioned to manhood going and crushing men's powerlifting records. Right. Because biologically, they're, they're at a disadvantage. Like, you, you think about... In terms of frame, in terms of muscle mass, in terms of bone density. Just, all you have to do is, is relate this back to untested women's powerlifting and compare their records to men's records. That's all you have to do because they have basically... All the advantages of a man by taking the exogenous testosterone and all the other drugs. 
I mean, even hell, you can compare them to non-tested men. I'm yeah. tested men. I mean, you can compare yeah. non-tested women to tested men. It gets probably a little. Sun. It might be get a little closer. It probably gets point. a little squat uh, uh, closer, specifically on squat. But I bet it don't on bench and deadlift. Oh, for for sure on bench. There are some strong deadlifters for um, sure. Yeah. Female deadlifters. I mean, you can look at someone like Heather Henderson. I want to say she has a six hundred. Yeah, Hunter Henderson. Did I say yeah, she has a six hundred plus pound deadlift? Yeah. Did I say Heather by it? Yeah, I think oh, so. Well, I yeah, so I meant Hunter Henderson. Yeah. But um, but yeah, she has six hundred pounds on her squat, and I think on her deadlift too. Yeah. She benches, I think she benches two seventy five, which I mean, don't get me main bench press for a lady. Absolutely, yeah. but I you, actually think it's in the three hundreds. But it might it might have gotten. She's one of those. Now. She's one I forgot about, but she's one of those rare four or five women on the planet that have a fifteen hundred pound. Right, but she's also you know enhanced not, yeah for and sure. open about it yeah she i mean she talked about it on uh the mark bell podcast yeah. talk about what she takes um but like you you can obviously see like you know there's there's just a difference yeah. like even i forget what her weight class is but i don't know any records like she's a 181 probably she's pretty she's pretty jacked yeah. so she's probably 181 i don't i don't think i don't know of any 181 uh, bench presser record that's you know going to be two seventy five or three hundred. Yeah. Meanwhile, we can take we can take a multiple men at one eighty one here in the state of Alabama that total sixteen hundred plus. I mean, specifically Jawan Garrison. I was about to say, yeah. look at Jawan Garrison. Yeah. He's he's a of course. Mean I think he made one ninety eight now, but but still, you're still talking about. I mean, Ron started at one eighty one and had a uh, fifteen hundred plus pound total. Yeah. So, I mean. So, and not even really having to think about it, we've named two in Alabama, not mm-hmm. worldwide, men that do that. And we can only come up with, you know, maybe five worldwide women that do that. Right. So there's just, there's just very clear something, something's not right with, with the way we're approaching it. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I have to agree. Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure that they're ever going to be satisfied with transgender people having their own category. I think that that's the most obvious solution. I think it's the is, most fair solution. It is. I think it is the most fair solution, to be honest with you, uh, 100%. I just don't think... Um, boy, the people that are in support of this, I'm not 100% sure they're thinking... They think 100% logically about fairness. So I, I think the, I co- the compromise ultimately is going to have to be an HRT standard of three months, six months, a year, two years, whatever it may be, you have to be able to prove that you were on some type of female hormone replacement therapy for X amount of time to get to compete as a woman. Right. And I'm still not 100% sure that that's fair, to be honest with you. I mean, uh, I've got I've got two points that I, I, I want to bring up. And the first one, so in, in, in the thing about fairness, I have a friend who's a lawyer. Uh, he, he has always told me when it comes to law and divorce and things like that, it's split 50-50, right? When things are fair, nobody is happy, right? Yeah. Because you don't get as much as you want, you don't get as much as you want. But here's the thing, being down in the middle, that, that's, that's what it comes out to be. That is ultimately what is fair. Yeah. Nobody ends up happy. And just. Yeah. Right. Um, so in regards to that, I, I do think that, you know, moving to a trans uh, class is probably the 
best solution and it may not make everybody happy, but in this regard, they have their own records to set. So they have a specific record set just for them. So they, you know, they may not, I understand where you're coming from. They probably don't feel included because they're identifying as a female and they want to compete as a female, but they have to compete as transgender because they are a transitioning from male to female. And I guess I understand that, but I feel like it's the only way to make it fair for both transgendered and female competitors, right? Now, when you when you say it like that, there might only be a handful of transgender competitors, so it might be like, well, there's only like three in Alabama ever, and then they all they're all in different weight classes. They're all in different weight classes. Age so there's there's not a lot of competition other than trying to set something internationally or worldwide or whatever. But I feel like that's the only I feel like that's the only way to protect women in the sport moving forward. I do also want to say I think it is completely fair. Well, maybe not completely fair, but I think it is a lot more fair for a transgender person to compete in an untested female event because there are so many other factors at play. The other girls can be on. The other girls can be on whatever they want. They're transitioning, so they, you know, they're. Taking it probably it. does even the playing field. Um, now, in the and it could not. You could be like, well, they're not testing me, so I'm gonna come off my estrogen for however long and get some of my, you know, male genetics back and blow up the records. You know, it's kind of it's it's. It's slippery. That may be the that may be the most realistic. I don't know. Just if you're transgendered, you have to compete non-tested. I mean, I mean that's I mean, that's probably that in truth that is probably the fairest split down the middle. There is like, I'll be honest with you. I don't think we're anywhere close to <clears throat> real tra- change or progress in this rule. I think it'll continue to be an issue mm-hmm. um, until. Uh, I don't. Think I don't. That, I wouldn't encourage men to do this just to be an asshole. Um, and I'm not necessarily encouraging men to do this in general because I don't think. I really don't think you should be a bigot. I think you should choose. You should respect people and stay in their lane. But I think what it's ultimately going to take is, you know, a couple dozen other guys seeing what this guy just did and being like, you know what? I'm gonna prove a point today. I'm gonna do it. Yeah. And I think that the only way that's going to be effective is if they have the support of other women in powerlifting. I don't think it can just be men go out and say, this is what I'm going to do. I think it's going to have to be supported by, mm-hmm. by womanhood. And I'll be honest with you, you know, women are much more, much more willing to say I'm okay with this than, than we are probably. Mm-hmm. Um, they're much more likely to have, you know, their heartstrings tugged at and be empathetic about something like this, um, which could be to some extent to their own detriment. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, maybe women don't mind. But uh, I know that my girls would. Yeah. Um, even if even if they wouldn't say so publicly, I know I know that they would be very upset about losing uh, a powerless meat to a biological male. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at that point, uh, you know, another solution that nobody's talked about is a completely open competition and moving everything toward dots. Yeah. And uh, just doing away with anything other than with any gender class at all, um, with the exception of weight class, and being like, "Hey, and you know what though? That's that's unfair to men at that point because yeah. women almost strong women almost always have better dot scores than men. It's true. I mean, so 
you could look at it like that. I would expect if major change happened from professional organizations, WRPF and stuff like that, I would suspect they would move to open competition, open genderless competition, and uh, do everything by dots to begin with. Man, but then you'll never see, you'll never, uh, with that with that rule, you'll never see the, a man on the platform again. Right. You know, I hate to say it like this, is that just going to push transgendered... On the winner's platform, by the yeah, way. Yeah, because they're going to have the advantage of being at listed as a female on dots and have genetics of a man. I mean, yeah. I, mean, I, that's, I, I don't know how that's fair to anybody at that point. I don't, I'm not sure that it is. I think that's what we're, I mean, that's what we're looking at though. I mean, that's uh, the only thing you can talk about is possible solutions and, and just politically, I'm just telling you, I don't think we're ever going to get to a point that they're going to hit their own class. So it's either install some type of, HRT requirement, which is technically thinking about now, is probably a violation of HIPAA. That's probably the reason why that could be, um, could be. exists to begin with. Um, or uh, 100% open competition where I'm competing against every man, woman, transitioned person in the room. But again, like I said, you will never, ever see a man on the podium again. If you do it that way. If yeah. you do it that way. And now I'm not necessarily saying that men have to be on the podium. But men also, men that work hard don't have, um, it's unfair to disqualify them from lifter of the day and things like that when they were the strongest person there mm -hmm. just because they're the wrong gender. Well, that's basically the message you're sending with that. But I'm thinking that that's probably the more likely thing to happen, though. Yeah. I, I think personally, I don't know about like big organizations, like when it comes to like Olympic weightlifting and stuff like that. But when it comes to powerlifting, you've got, different federations all you know throughout the united states and different areas i feel like you're probably just going to have to look for the one that appeals to you the most because i don't think they're all going to fall under one banner i don't think they're all going to unify and say we're going to do this no, I, don't this think way. They will. I think mm -hmm. i think and that may be a selling point for them they may be like hey we do this that caters more to the transgender so come to our federation and compete here and then there may be some they're like we're really hard right we're only doing male and female that's it whatever you biologically are born by that's it i, I can tell you some of the major multi single ply multiply organizations apf rps they're not going to put up with that yeah they're i mean they're not they're it'll stay male female mm -hmm. and if you're transitioned of any type you won't compete with them i get yeah. i just about bet you money that's not gonna fucking happen yeah Period. I mean, I SPF mean, probably fair. the same way. Yeah, yeah I, I, was, I was thinking SPF. Um, um, but uh, I don't think those those people should be punished for transitioning. That's mm -hmm. not that's not what I think at all. I do think that though that there is some definite differences, and I think that you saw it this weekend. Mm -hmm. In the same way that the the trans ladies' records got just got crushed by a cisgendered male who identified for as a woman for <laughs> a day, um, she did the same thing to another woman. Yeah recently mm -hmm. she's yeah. been king shit for i mean a queen shit i guess for a while <laughs> you know what i mean like she basically took that title the same way and i know mm -hmm. she's been transitioned and had the surgery and stuff for a while but you know she stepped on that plat platform and ruined some other woman's hard work and dedication yeah and uh and not to say that you know she didn't work hard or had no any i know she worked hard i mean you have to she probably had to work twice as hard because uh hormones are a hell of a thing man and let me tell you 
Um, being in the middle, you know, I just had to quit my TRT called Turkey because I found out the specific type of stuff I was doing was dangerous to my pregnant wife. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have lived through past couple of weeks over an estrogen spike, basically. And the, how, how that makes you feel is uh, incredibly shitty. So I have no doubt. I know for a fact from my own experience with exogenous hormones that having excess estrogen in your system will make you feel like shit. It will decrease performance. Mm-hmm. It will ruin things. That being said. But you're still pressing 275 for four. Yeah, after 60 reps. You know what I mean? So I'm still, I'm probably still good for 315 for an eight piece on a healthy mm-hmm. day. So like. Right. With no hormones in my system and, uh, you know, free test level of about 80 probably right, right now. So like. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard. It's, it's really hard to, to pick you know, I bet a side. I still deadlift over five. I bet I still squat over four right yeah. now. You know what I mean? It's, so I, I don't. <laughs> That's the problem is that I don't think it's fair to have to pick a side. I think we need to pick a solution that makes either everybody happy or nobody happy. And it's going to end up being nobody is happy with whatever the solution is. I also think that transgendered athletes would probably be, and left-leaning supporters of them, would probably be happy with the dots. Yeah. But that I'm telling you, that's that like will, you said, that you may very well likely never see because you get points on dots and wilks just for being female. Mm-hmm. So if a biological male puts their total into a dots calculator and clicks female, they're automatically going to get more points than if they switch it back to male. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, you may never see a, a, a biological man or a biological woman on a podium again, you know, if that happens. On a national level, like I said, there's not enough of these people locally to – probably do that but you're still talking about you know like brandon who was a coach of mine at kern one year dropped a forty thousand dollar deadlift mm-hmm. you know he was gonna he was going to beat yuri belkin if he picked that weight up and he dropped it at the top of his lift and it cost him forty thousand dollars that's money that that man needed for his own business for his own family his own well-being um that's money that that man earned and he wouldn't even be in the conversation if you go to if you go to a system that yeah that caters to them, uh, so you're talking about a man that has dedicated his entire life to this sport. And that's his livelihood. He has mm-hmm. never seen that. He's a personal trainer and a very successful one. Um, I know he makes a good living, but forty thousand dollars was life changing money to him. It was enough to pay off a truck or pay off the house or pay off whatever. Mm-hmm. Like to think that those people and then also women in the same situation don't have a shot at that forty thousand dollars. It's pretty, uh, pretty hard to swallow. It'd be pretty hard to swallow. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But, you know, at least he get, got to go to that meet knowing that he was in the fight. If you go to an all-dot system, uh, genderless classes, um, it's almost, the strongest men, you, you'll never get to see the strongest men and potentially the strongest women in the world on a podium again in powerlifting. Yeah. And that's a slippery thing. I would like to say, I, I would like to say this too. I would like some more insight, some less maybe some less right-leaning insight from um, either somebody that has transitioned or even maybe a gay man or gay woman that compete actively in powerlifting and to see where they are actually on this. Because somebody like, you know, um, World's Strongest Gay, what's his name? Uh, um, I know that name, but I can't think Rob of Rob Kearney. Okay. I would like to hear his, his point of view on that. Like. But would would I, he would he feel good? He's 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 got the world record for elephant bar deadlifts. An incredibly strong man. 
Um, if he were to choose to do that, would he think it's fair for him to go? To a, to a dot? Or... No, to, would he think it would be fair for him to go compete as a woman and women's and strong woman, basically, right. competitions? I'd be willing to bet that that's a very, very liberal, left-leaning man. I would bet, be willing to bet that he probably doesn't agree with that. Right. I mean, I, I mean, I would. From a, somebody that's in the sport and lives it, I bet that he wouldn't think it was fair for him to transition and then go compete as a pro strong woman. And I, I think, I mean, like uh, the worst. I mean, where does his deadlift go? He goes a uh, six or seven hundred pound deadlift. Right. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you know, <laughs> that's still a pretty. That's still like. World has there records. been has there been a, a girl outside of multiplot deadlift seven hundred yet? Outside of outside of multi uh, outside of multi I don't think so. I mean, I, I know think, that Denny Stones weigh about seven hundred. There's been multiple women pick them up, but that's not still not a conventional deadlift. Yeah, I think you know six hundred I mean? the six hundred mark has been kind of like the goal, and it's been of, broken a few times. Yeah, by a few, it's, by a it's, of women. it's around the six hundred mark. It might be six fifty. I feel like I've seen a woman pull six fifty. So seven hundred is basically the female eleven hundred. Yeah, like so. You know, Think I don't about know. how many people can lift 1,100. Two. Right now, two people in the world. Well, three if you can't count Dan, Dan Grigsby's going to do it. He's, he's going to do, do it. He's going to do it, yeah. absolutely. Um, so three people in the world, all three of them male. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a, I don't know, man. It's a, like I said, I, I don't, I don't want to sound like a bigot, but. Um, but also you don't want to. It is a, from a coach's standpoint, there is a glaring unfairness about it all and uh it just is what it is i already know the answer to this but would you train a trans athlete oh yeah absolutely. would you would you push them to compete as their as their assumed or transitioned gender we would take care of whatever we would take advantage of whatever rules are currently in place whether i believe them or not i mean it's the same at that point it's the same thing as having high archer on bench press until mm-hmm. our organizations that we compete in Start judging elbow depth on bench. Do I like it? No. But my job at that point is to make sure you go win. Right. So, um, I don't think, I'll be honest with you, I probably wouldn't allow them to go compete uh, against their teammates in the same meet. That's fair, I think. think You know what I mean? And that may be, (laughs) that might be a weird line to draw because there's other women that are going to fall victim to that too. But uh, but they're not gonna go. They're not gonna go rub that in the face of their teammates. Right. So a stranger, fine. But you're not gonna go compete against your teammate and beat them, knowing by that three hundred by three hundred pounds, knowing how knowing they worked every bit of as hard as you, and you know. But yeah, I mean, I would absolutely train one, and I would be diplomatic and fair, mm-hmm. and uh, until there's rules in places in place that says they can't do it, or there's a standard for them to do it. We would take advantage of whatever rules in place currently. Would you I, think you? Would... I would say this though: in the state of Alabama, even though I would do it because ethically, I think it's the right thing to do as a coach. I don't think you turn anybody down for. I don't think you judge anybody um, for their situation or whatever. I think ethically, as a coach, you take home the person that hires you and you train them the same way you would train anybody else. That's the upstanding and moral and ethical mm-hmm. thing to do. Um, but until there's a rule in place, I mean, I would, I would probably take advantage of it from a coach's standpoint. Um, would you lean towards them competing untested, or would you tell? I would them? probably 
have a very serious conversation with them is you're not going to go compete USAPL. You're not going to compete USPA drug tested. You will compete in a non-tested meet so that at least that it's. There's some that would level be a very of fairness. Candid, a very candid conversation about that, but that conversation would be had. And even though I would coach them, and this is the point I was trying to get to, uh, I'll be honest with you, it probably would be career suicide in the state of Alabama. Yeah. Or, um, I mean. I would expect potential bans from meets to come or just, you know, basically just a um, court of public opinion ostracizing one or the other. Right. Kind of like um, blacklisted by the public, but not necessarily by the organization. Yeah, I, th- I, would, I would expect that to come in the state of Alabama. I think That there's... being said, I mean, 100%. I mean, I'm telling you, it's the ethical, moral, correct thing to do to train that person and train them fairly. <clears throat> I think that's completely fair. I also think that maybe... I don't, I don't know that this would be the case if it were to go to that extreme that you're talking about. And it may not. It, we're Even though Alabama is still very far right, we do have some very far left-leaning people in the state of Alabama. Um, even if it did get to the point where you were like banned from coaching at some specific organization because you brought this person or whatever, I think that would just open up more talk. And I think that would probably be a push for change. It because, could be, yeah, absolutely. Because people would see that and be like, that's totally unfair. Why is this guy who who coached this person banned just because of what they like? You know, if you look at it just from a professional standpoint, their money's as good as anybody's. Yeah. Their money spends the same. This is not judging them on a person or anything. Just based on they hired me for professional service. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you know that when I coach people, it becomes it's very it's a very personal thing. Yeah. And it would become that with them too. But just on that, like, you know, legally by federal law, you can't even really turn that. You can't even turn that person right. down. You know what I mean? So even if you're not talking about morals and ethic, ethics and the right thing to do, well, legally you can't say no. I mean, you could say, you well, could say, I'm full at the moment yeah. or something like that. But like, yeah, I mean, I would train them, yeah. and I would, you know, would treat them the same as anybody else. I mean, that's that's the truth. Um, but I would probably warn them that I expect rule changes to come. I would. Tell them for my own moral and ethical reasons, just like I wouldn't turn them down from training, I wouldn't allow them to compete in a, in a drug-tested event. Um, because let me tell you something, even even if it's the, doing the opposite to them, they're still taking exogenous hormones. Yeah, that's true. Sorry, don't care that it's estrogen. You're still technically pinning. Right. Sorry. <laughs> but, I mean, that's that's the truth. You're, you're, you're pinning something. Yeah. So, like, um, I definitely, you know, if I got to the point where I was – I had a, um, you know, I don't. Well, I don't even know. You know, you had a, a woman transition into manhood. If you had a trans trans man competing, I don't. I don't know where I'd push them to. To be honest with you, that's, I mean, that's, that's. I think on that situation, there's probably much less threat of them unless they're in a weight class by themselves or with a brand new person. There's much less threat of them taking the podium. Yeah. Um, At that um, point, it may be. But I wouldn't turn them down either. You know, if that's what they wanted to do, we would do it. I guess at that point, like female to male, it would be you can compete in an untested female event. Should be fine. I don't see any yeah. reason why that would be an issue. You could also compete as a male, but you put yourself at such a disadvantage that would you really want to? And I think that's what, and that's the sad part. And I mean, me, I'm a, I'm a pessimist. So this is the way I view the world. I feel like a lot of these people who are transitioned are only competing as a female to take the record 
Like they're not doing it because I'm a female. They're not doing it because I, you know, I love powerlifting. You think there's a, a self-serving interest beyond? I feel like there uh, is. Gender, yeah. I feel like there is, and I feel like that's why people would get so uppity about a trans, like a a trans class, right? Because people would be like, "Well, I don't want to compete as a trans. I want to compete as a woman, so I can beat the the women's record." Yeah. I don't want to set a trans record. But nobody's going to admit that publicly. No, nobody um, will ever say that publicly. No one will ever like that. They so will, another slippery slope is like, what if, what about, what about non-binary people? Do they just get to choose one day? Right. Whether they're competing as a man or a woman? I guess we I haven't mean, really had because, that I mean, that's, up, have I mean, we? that's, that's where we're headed. I mean, that's the right. next step. I mean, if you're talking about people that have transitioned, what about people that have no intent of transitioning and just don't identify as either? Or may identify as multiple things. Right. Um, I think there's a psychology with it that's dangerous. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, a lot of ways I feel very un underqualified to talk about all this, but um, you know, I do think I do think the the root of the matter we have to look sit sit and look at what we're actually doing to women's rights. Mm -hmm. Because that's what it all boils down to. That's the whole reason why this is even an argument is because it's it's stepping on all the women before them that have set these records, broken these records. Like, yeah, you know, I think that most women in my life, I you know, probably feel the same way um, you do about this. Um, I would I would say the vast majority of the women in my life feel the way you know feel that they shouldn't be able to compete with them. Um, and but not, society not, now, because of social media, society now has to bend the knee to a very, very loud and very, very minority minority. Mm -hmm. And that's like... Um, and, the, and the reason why is because a lot of people you're, support you're that. Talking about some, you're talking about a class of person that absolutely deserves rights, absolutely deserves to be able to be in the sport, absolutely deserves everything that we do, but you're also talking about a class of person that affects, you're talking about, you know, probably 1% or less of the population. Yeah. Talking about a finite number of transgender people in general, let alone transgender people that are willing to compete in a strength sport. Right. So we are bending over backwards nationally, probably for a dozen people at best. Right. I was going to say a handful. You know, there's, um, there can't be... A ton, because we would hear this more often if there was a ton. Well, we would. We I go to a powerlifting meet a month. Well, I would see it. Yeah, they would be. It's not like I'm there. not involved in the sport. Hell, I got I got one coming up this month. I have one coming up next month. I have. One, I don't know that I have one in June. I got one in July. I got one. You know, like shit. I mean, they're talking about somebody that compete. You know, that competes or coaches in. You know, five to ten a year. Yeah. Like I'm in in powerlifting regularly, and we don't see it. And, and you, part of the and part of that's because where we're at, but we're yeah. also, you know, I'm taking Dave Hayes in July to New Orleans. That's a much more likely place to see something like that. It's yeah. nationals, so it's probably won't. Right. But much more likely place to see something like that than here in uh, than here in Alabama. Um, but you know, also we're, you know, to a degree, where does it stop too? Another good example of this is Elizabeth did the women's transformation category mm -hmm. last year. Um, anybody that's trained women know that when you're trained woman for a woman for weight loss, it's if all things are equal, it is much much harder to get a woman to lose weight and lose weight consistently than it is a man if everything is equal in it. Mm. Um, what stops 
somebody from transitioning and competing in that too. Yeah. That's a um, that's an unfair advantage. Hell, man, I've had male clients that have lost twenty pounds from making them quit drinking sweet tea. Right. Or no, say, hey, no, no regular sodas, no sweet tea, and they can drop twenty pounds. Right. Like. So, like, I mean, I don't know. I think you. Know, I, I haven't heard about this issue being an issue in bodybuilding yet, but I'm sure it's coming. Right. Um. I mean, it. But then you're talking about uh, the physical. Think about. Somebody that was born male and like women's physique and how incredibly damaging that would be to one of the bigger classes of women, you know what I mean? One yeah. of the really muscular classes of women. Right. Like, yeah. That'd be incredibly damning mm-hmm. for for those women. Yeah. Um and then you're gonna tell me at that point they they probably wouldn't be on their HRT. No. Because it'd be counterproductive to the other drugs that they're on. So no. like you gonna let Nick Walker put a bikini on and go compete against you? I mean, I'm being serious. Like, probably not. You know, you know, you know, you know what I mean. There would like, be a whole lot of unfairness in that. It'd be. Like, it is, seems like it'd be pretty unfair. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Even if you, you know, he taped all the junk back, got it chopped off, whatever you want to do. Like, I, Nick Walker can quit lifting for the next six months, and he's still going to be bigger than every female on that stage. Yep. So, like, man, I don't. You know, I just think I think it's slippery and I think it's dangerous. And I think that, uh, you know, I really I really do. I'm genuine in saying that I support those people and their rights and the further, you know, the betterment of their community and um, and and their place in the world. But uh, while we're carving out a place in the world, we also already have to we have to keep in mind the people that already have, a you mm-hmm. know, yep. that are all equally entitled to a place in this world. And I think what we've done is we have disregarded somebody else's place in this world to make a place place for somebody else. You know, I don't I don't know if you would know this far back in the history of powerlifting because uh, I don't know. But I'm curious. There probably weren't a whole lot of female powerlifters at the beginning of the sport. Probably, was probably a lot of males. So when women came in and said, I want to do that too, what did we do? Open up a female class for That's them to compete in? Yeah. Right? Doesn't it just make sense to do the same thing? Right? Like, it uh, just. Well, I'm going to repeat what I said earlier. Like, I mean, to some degree, sense and logic has. Yeah, thrown out the door. Has been thrown out the door to some extent. Yeah, absolutely. It's, I don't know. I, I, I am like solid in that opinion that there should just be a transgendered class. And then, you know, you, you can, I don't know if there would be a reason to have a tested or untested because they're going to be on some type of hormones or they're going to come off of their hormones or whatever to get a better total. But I mean, it just, at least at that point, you're protecting the women you're and you're protecting the men from grouping everybody into one singular class other than weight classes. You know, it's just going to be, if you just do dots and then they have their own, they have their own records. They have their own weight classes. They compete, you know, and they can still win lifter of the day. Yeah. And maybe, you know, maybe their dot score changes by, I don't know, a couple points or something compared to a natural born woman. Maybe there's some amount that they can change. I feel like that's just, and you know, in the spirit of inclusion and powerlifting, there are so many weight classes and there's so many divisions like it's already only, a divided sport. There's there's so much like that you can 
be like, well, I'm in this and I'm in this and we're competing together, but we're not actually competing against each other. It's already extremely inclusive in that sense. So I don't understand why it's such a such a conversation. Yeah, to be honest, because it's already it's it's been like that. Well, this long. one could argue, and this is a good way to look at this too, that maybe we're wasting breath worrying about it right now because we've already said by our own admission, we're probably talking about a dozen, two people, a dozen to two dozen people nationwide, yeah. which means it's not going to ever affect my girls anyway more than right. Unless I mean, in a very, very, potentially very elite circumstance is the only time it would affect affect my women. So in, in a way, in another way, maybe we should just shrug, shrug shoulders and be like, hey, this isn't happening everywhere. No big deal. Like. I guess, like, I I mean, there's a coaching side of me that makes me want to go. She used to be a he. Fucking beat him anyway. Right. Beat him anyway. There's a, I mean, there's a part of that in me too. You know what I mean? That just says, you're talking about so few people. While there does need to be rules in place that increases fairness, you're also talking about so few people. You have to ask yourself, to some extent, does this matter anyway? Right, because. Like I think I think we already said this, but there's so there's so few that they'd be competing against themselves ninety percent of the time, or competing against the record book. So it's kind of yeah. it's kind of hard to because that you know when they did add, add women into the sport, there was a lot more women than there are trans. Uh, you know, I mean, so. by and large, I'll be honest with you. Take Heather Calvert again. Uh, at she's in the two twenty weight class right now. Um, there's not many 220 men she's going to beat that has a lot of ex- have a lot of experience, but your average gym bro between 200 and 220 pounds, Heather will beat the hell out of them. Yeah, <laughs> honest to God, like I mean, I, I have try- actively tried, been in the gym and tried to get men to take bets over who squat who would squat more between <laughs> her and them. Seriously, like you know what I mean. So like, even still. You know, you think you have to look at the nature of this person that's, that's transitioning too. Like, right? I mean, were they a power lifter before they transitioned? That'd be a good question to ask. Yeah. Do you hold male records or have you competed X amount of times as a male? Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the maybe that's the qualifying standard we should look at. Like, were you a competitive power lifter before you transitioned? If so, you probably don't belong here in the women's category. You know what I mean? But like, also that 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 kind of puts a bad taste in people's mouth. They're like, well, I didn't decide I was a woman until this point in my life. I mean, that's, I mean, but that's, I still love powerlifting. I mean, that's, that's true. You know, but, you know, you also have to think that a uh, you, get a, you, get a washed up, you get a washed up top 50 in the world that's no longer competitive as a male that's seeing his, his name drop down yeah. open powerlifting week by week. His name's a little bit further down the list. Might be... Self-serving, but there's very real possibility that he says, "You know what? I'm going to compete as female. Be nationally relevant again. You'll get your attention if you go do that for sure." I mean, I don't know, man. I just I'm not I'm not 100 sure there's a correct. I know what fair is, and fair is exactly what you're saying. Mm -hmm. They get their own division: trans men category, trans women category. Do you think it's the nature to put them all together? Do I think it'd be unfair to put them all together? I don't know that it would be unfair. It probably so, would be the. It's probably a more even playing field than a biological male transitioning and competing as a female right now. Yeah, it'd probably be an more even play, playing field. But no, they won't like that. Yeah, because then then someone will be upset about and then, the uh, other. How, how long is our powerlifting meet day now? Too. I mean, like you add, then you have to add a non-binary category. Like you're going to do that? 
You know what I mean? But the like, only reason why our days are so long is just because of the amount of lifting. Yeah, I mean, right? they can still cap so, it and I mean, stuff. So, like, it is what it is. I think we are talking about something that we will probably never have to experience firsthand. Probably Likely not. Have. Likely Probably have. not. But the internet per- has well, a weird way of making the world seem much smaller than it is. Truthfully, me and you, as men, will never. No, we won't. We will never see that. It'll only be the women in our lives that will see it. Yeah. If they see it at all. Yeah. But, you know. I mean, my coaching advice is train harder and beat them anyway. Yeah. Um, especially if they're competing non-tested. Man, we can we can put <laughs> you on whatever you want to be on, too. We can get you there. Yeah. Truthfully. But, uh, you know, and that might, be, that might be the philosophy that I adopt, honestly. Because I just don't know. Um, if there's enough. I don't know if there's enough. Uh, the problem is there's not a, enough support in any of these directions to get any of this done. I don't think there's enough. I don't even know that there's enough for it to stay currently. Yeah. I think ultimately, honestly, the most likely thing, if there aren't any rule changes, the most likely thing is that these federations come out and say, hey, we don't like this. We're not doing it. We're done with it. Yeah. Hasn't worked out. We're done with it. You know, outside of, uh, we already said there's a possibility that that's a HIPAA violation to ask them things about. Right. About everything else, so the easier the the easier path might just be to be like, we're not doing it. Yeah. But by the same token, we live in a wonderful place that if you don't like how something's organized, you can start your own. Yeah. And maybe that's the most fair thing. A new organization that is tolerant of these things, mm-hmm. and it's not necessarily that we're intolerant of these things, but a new new federation that is tailored to these things. You know what I mean? I'd support it, and and I would be I'd be honest. The only way to do it again would still be open gender classes, mm-hmm. weight classes only. You know, dots is everything. Dots is everything over total. That's the only way they could do it themselves. If if yeah. a transition trans a transgendered person started a federation tomorrow, that would be the only way in their hearts they'd have to know that's the only way they could do that in a fair manner. Right. Unless they just did. A trans, maybe a transgendered only class or that, something. That's not but what they, they want. Yeah, that's not what they want. They want it, they want to be included. And, yeah, absolutely. And uh, and like again, I said, like I said, I think that they should be included. Um, I think there's definitely. I think the way that they're included now is is unfair to women. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think, man, I know at risk of sounding real bigoted on this whole thing, but. Uh, I think the whole thing is pretty slippery in all directions, man. Mm-hmm. We were basically like at a point, and it doesn't matter which side of the mountain you go down, you're probably busting your ass. Right. <clears throat> I mean, Truthfully. That, like, that, I mean, that is true. I don't know. All I, all I know is I just want it to be fair for everybody. Like, that's... And uh, that's, right now, honestly, I mean, if and, and, and those situations are not fair for everybody. Yeah. Do I think it was fair for the transgendered woman to get beat by just her ass absolutely drugged mm-hmm. by that dude? Uh, it probably wasn't fair. It that being said, that's that is that's the problem. Is that is exactly what their rules allow. Yep. It allows me to say tomorrow I'm a woman and I'm competing in a woman's a women's weight class Saturday, mm-hmm. or you know whatever you know what I mean. Yeah. At the end of the week, I'm going to go compete. That's regardless of what side of this you're on, you have to see that there's a flaw in mm-hmm. that. Because if you keep the, if you don't like what this guy did, you're gonna have to keep fucking eating it, because uh, your rules state that he ain't gotta show you nothing. Yep, he can just show up. He I'm, can just show up. I'm a woman. Yep. So, 
you got to decide what you really want because yeah. you know uh, a lot of uh, there's there's men in this world that are not as kind-hearted as me and Nathan that will show up <laughs> to beat you just just to prove a point and that that, that point was made this week yeah so i think i think it was actually last week last week last saturday i think it was it was definitely it's been within a two-week time. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely two-week period. But you know, here you two two-week span. You have seen somebody say, "I think I feel like a woman today." Put yeah. on a Shania Twain song, <laughs> fucking suited up in a singlet, and went and fucking crushed records. Yeah. And didn't bother to shave. And didn't full even beard. bother to shave. Full went out beard. full beard, competed as a woman. Yeah. But that is what that's what the they... Canadian powerlifting's rules allow. Yep. So, like, I'll be honest with you. I'm kind of curious if Canadian powerlifting is going to strip him of any. Of his win or any of his uh, or any of his records, I feel like the only way they have any right to do so is if they change the rules. Yeah, they, if they still if they, if they do it retroactively, it still doesn't affect him. They can't say this rule. They, the best they can do is this rule's in place. You know, April 9th, twenty twenty three. That doesn't do anything for April second, twenty twenty three. Right, but, <laughs> but I feel like it, you would have to like if if you were going to take his his records away, you would have to say. We're changing these rules, and this is why we're taking your record away. You couldn't just be like, "We're taking your record I think, away." I think it would, leave, it would leave them open to be for a giant lawsuit. And yeah. that guy, and now again, I completely and totally believe this guy was being an asshole. But that leaves that guy open. He would be within his rights to fucking sue their fucking faces yeah. off. He can make whatever claim he wants to. Mm-hmm. And there ain't a person on this planet that can that knows what he's feeling inside. He could a hundred percent. Never have any intentions of being a woman and sit there and tell you that all day long and there's nothing the court of law could do about it. Nothing. Not any witness testimony, nothing could could change what's happening internally in that man. Yeah. So, like, he can say what he wants to. Mm-hmm. The power's in that guy's hands. Like, that record's probably not going to get stripped. Mm-mm. If it does, I'm sure there'll be legal ramifications for it. Of course, Canada is, you know, basically northern Cuba now and incredibly you know socialistic and stuff like that there's a possibility it goes to whatever equivalent to the supreme court that they have and you know they strike all this shit down he eats shit anyway but like uh not without a very very long and very very expensive process for uh that being said though uh that'd be pretty hypocritical of them then the the government of canada being extremely left-leaning right now Mm -hmm. and to take a man's record uh take well on the day of competition a woman's records Mm -hmm. away because he didn't shave before he went up there to do it. Right. So, like we, Canada has Canada powerlifting has found themselves in a catch twenty two. They really have. There's no real out for them. I don't think. There's there's not a good answer at all for them currently. The only only thing we can do in the United States is look at this and be like, we need to figure something out before this happens. Yeah, but. Look at us. <laughs> That's true. I mean, I, 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 listen, man. I think I, I really do think uh, I believe this. And minorities have voices, should have voices, and stuff like that. But you have social media that has la- allowed the smallest portions fringe people in society that deserve their rights. But you have allowed the fringe in society to call all the shots in a nation that largely does not feel the same way that they do. Mm-hmm. And a supposedly democratic nation. Um, that's slippery, dude. It's a scary thing politically, and I know we don't have too many political conversations on here, but uh, but I mean, I think it sets a it sets a bad precedence. Mm-hmm. 
I'll tell you the precedent. This is what people don't understand about precedents, right? If you do something and it becomes, okay, people, people have a problem of like, uh, this is the reason I believe in separation of church and state, right? If our entire government is run by evangelical Christians, which in the state of Alabama, it pretty much is, right? If those people say, come out and say, hey, we no longer like or support non-evangelicals, so we don't like Catholics, we don't like Lutherans, and we don't like any other religion, and we're going to make laws fixed against these people. What that does is when those people become in power, it sets a precedence for them to do the same shit to you. Mm-hmm. That's why that shit's slippery. That's the reason why separation of church and state exists, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so that... Just because you're just just so a bunch of assholes can't set rules in place that eventually will be turned around and used against them. That's the precedence you're setting. You're setting a precedence for religious intolerance at that point, mm-hmm. right? Well, these other things apply in everything else too. Like if you set um, some type of racial intolerance, apart from that being ethically like piss poor, mm-hmm. you're setting a precedence for you to for somebody to do that to your people eventually too. And we've done that a lot in America, if you think about it. We what have do you we have set your people set well your, with your with your ethnic class, like it is what it is. But if you do those things, though, if you're an asshole, you're setting a precedence for somebody to be an asshole. Yeah. Back. And you know what? At that point, it's fucking fair because mm-hmm. you've already set the precedent that you're an asshole. Yep. So, I think we should be careful. Is what I'm saying <laughs> about what precedence we set. Right. Because if you if you're shitty to somebody, you're setting a precedence for them to be shitty back eventually. Mm-hmm. And it's a dangerous, I mean, it's just, you run your mouth, you get fucking hit in the face. You have set the precedence. You set the tone for that fucking rock jaw that you're fucking toting. People should think about that and they don't. Like, yeah. And it happens on every level of politics, every level of life. Like Social you, media if, has done that a lot. Simply, if you disrespect somebody else, you are sitting, setting a precedence to be disrespected back. Yeah. And you probably deserve it. So I think that we need to be careful. Um, be very, very, very careful about what precedents we set. And if there is to, to some extent, um, and I support those people's rights, I've said it a million times, mm-hmm. but if you bury somebody else's rights to build yours up, you are setting a precedence for yours to be buried back. Mm-hmm. And, and the dangerous thing about a very, very fringe minority having as much voice as they do is they're actually making situations more dangerous for themselves. Because what it does is it, people that are actually hard right, that are actually psychopaths, that actually want the government to fall, that the South will rise again bullshit, those people are fucking serious, and you're making the world a more dangerous place for yourself mm-hmm. when you start overstepping. Yeah, because all those, those people, people will take advantage. Those people will be assholes because they have they've already set a precedence themselves that they're going to be assholes. Yep. Civil, the Civil War set that precedence. Right. Those people wanted to be assholes, and guess what? If you live down here, you know that they're still assholes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like for a fact. Like so. Like I think that it's very. You got to be very, very careful what you do. I mean, a hundred percent. I mean, that's uh, man, it's dangerous. It absolutely is. I think I think we covered a lot and didn't get a whole lot of answers. Well, that's the problem. I don't <laughs> think there's a whole lot of. I would love to have this conversation again with um, a more diverse panel of people. I would mm-hmm. like to talk to women. I would like to talk to 
Um, not too straight white males. Not not too straight <laughs> white males talking about it because I, one thing I do know is that um, we don't live this life and we do lack insight. Yeah, and uh, that's something that that uh, that I believe, and uh, I'm very empathetic toward um, fringe people in general. I think most of my friends are some fit in some type of fringe category, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Um, not necessarily LGBTQ plus, uh, but I do have those friends. Um, so I am sympathetic and empathetic uh, with those people. And I do think it's a little, probably a little unfair for me and you to sit here and spill all this stuff without some type of um, guidance for all these things too. But I, I'll tell you too, I, I feel like most people that are going to have this conversation with any type of logic or reason that is going to have it in a calm manner. Mm-hmm. Uh, while their opinions may be different about it, I bet they're not that far off. Right. No, I, I would agree. And I think we, me and you, since we're, I mean, we're active in powerlifting, but we're not active in women's powerlifting, but we are spectators of women's powerlifting. So we can look at it from that perspective. Like, would I want to go out there and watch, from a spectator standpoint, a transgender woman compete against these other women? And what I feel, it's kind of like, uh, I know you don't watch a lot of wrestling, but it's kind of like when you watch a wrestling match and you've got two dudes wrestling or whatever, and then a woman gets involved and like slaps them when the referee isn't looking or something. It's like, well, that's not fair. Right? Right. Like, just some, some there's some level of this that's just like, you just kind of look at it and you're like... I'm kind of just disappointed because that just doesn't seem fair. And, you know, the precedence it sets, this is a big thing, too. Is it a big deal in strength sports? Probably not. We're not in a contact sport. Yeah. But what is what kind of precedence would it set in um, like MMA, women's UFC. basketball, or um, there's very few women's football leagues now, but, you know, a women's football league or a combat sport. Yeah. Um, that president's that president's already been said, right? Wasn't there a, a, a trans woman that absolutely beat the hell out of their competition, like broken bones, stuff like you know, that? No, I, I think you're um, right. I think I've, I've orbital fractures, that. right? Didn't it cause some orbital fractures? I think in the in the lady that competed against uh, the new lady, <laughs> um, the recently acquired womanhood person. <laughs> uh, so, man, it's, it would be incredibly dangerous in a, a contact yeah. sport. And I think the more Oh man, I don't know. I, I would, I'd be curious about the WNBA is a very, very left leaning organization, mm-hmm. right? What would, what would they say about a former NBA player transitioning and coming and playing with them? Right. Maybe it wouldn't matter that much. I don't know. You know, especially know like either. I said, I, you know, I think that women's basketball is a pure form of the sport, and they play a little better ball anyway. Mm-hmm. Like in terms of. Um, strategically how the game's supposed to be played. I feel like women's basketball is a much purer mm-hmm. form of the sport. So maybe it wouldn't change that much in that, but like still I would like I would like a people's opinions on it because I don't want to be, like I said, the white straight dude that is just fucking spewing off about whatever. You know, because right. I, I do think that we like what we do lack in this conversation, while our feelings are attached to it, my career is attached to it. Um the girls I coach are attached to it. Um, I do feel like I lack perspective to some yeah. degree. And that's me being honest about it. Mm-hmm. And I guess the only way to really get that perspective is to ask someone speak on it. And there's there's so few out there that it'd be really hard to find someone to speak on it other than, you know, the person whose record was broken. I mean, they obviously had some strong feelings about it. 
Um, so it's kind of like, well, can you? I, I think it's. I do think it's kind of funny in that situation that they talked to the trans woman about how she felt about her work records being broken, but they didn't. They neglected to talk to the two or three people sitting behind her on the podium about their feelings about it. Mm -hmm. so I do feel like that's somewhat telling. Yeah, that's true. That dude did it to be an asshole to prove a point. We can all agree on that. Like whether you support what he did or not, like you may even think it's comical that mm -hmm. he did. And even a dark side of me thinks it's pretty fucking funny, right. to be completely honest with you. I don't think it was the right thing to do, but, you know, I can be a little bit of a nihilist sometimes, <laughs> so <laughs> it is what it is. Um, but, uh, you know, I think there's a lot of different perspectives we get. We need, a, we need a woman's perspective. I do feel like we need the perspective of somebody uh, in the community, LGBTQ mm -hmm. plus community. And I do think... Um, I don't know that I don't really believe that we need a, a political opinion on this whatsoever. Mm -hmm. I think it's pretty cut and dry. They're people; they deserve rights, and I don't mm -hmm. think there's there's no, no there's no argument about where they stand in the world. Like they're, the only, they're as human as anybody. So the only know. opinion we want is the fairness in the sport and what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would honestly, who I would love, I would I would hang on everywhere he said. I would love to hear Lane Norton talk about this. That would be because he knows the chemical side of the human body mm -hmm. uh, to a level that. Almost no one else does. Yeah. Um, and I would I would like the opinion, if, if it was possible, I'd like the opinion of trans people and potentially trans athletes on it. Like a genuine opinion. Like, uh, you know, maybe that's something that we can get for you guys. I don't, I don't know. Um, the, it's hard in Coleman, Alabama, in a rural community where, quite frankly, there's not a lot of this taking place. But uh, to get an opinion on that... Um, I would like the opinion of minority men and women, to be honest with you, mm -hmm. not that don't fall under the transgender category, um, uh, whatever it may be. Um, like, how do you feel about it? I don't know. Mm -hmm. like, Y'all should think cool. about it because I, I don't think nothing. For, first of all, no opinion that me and Nathan shared. I would say that I'm not really concrete about anything. I think I could be swayed in several different directions, um, and I'm open to have a discussion, a fair discussion mm -hmm. about, I'm not going to be yelled at by anybody, mm -hmm. um, but I'd be open to have a, a fair and intelligent conversation with anybody about it. Yeah. And we can all like, maybe I'll make a reel and we'll, uh, we'll post it on Instagram and just be like, Hey, comment and tell us what you think. What, what does all this, like, what, what is your opinion on all this? Yeah. Like, how do you, well, I mean, just, I would like to know and I want, but I, I do want good. When you do this, I do want good thought out answers from yeah anybody from any end of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. I don't want it to just be a uh, political rant about how we suck because we're men and we lift weights. Like mm -hmm. that's not, that's not a real argument. That's yeah. no, no straw man shit. I want some real, you know, some real opinions and intelligent thought out, you know, just not, uh, women should be in the sport and not transgender. We don't yeah, want that. Like, well, like, well, Fuck yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean you got a truck your... 2024 hat on. Obviously, right. you feel that way. Like, give me a reason why. <laughs> right. Tell me why. Like, like you know what, what I mean? what's the opinion? What's the reasoning behind it? Like, yeah, we want, an a, we want a genuine answer. And that doesn't matter what, whatever corner you happen to stand in, we want an explanation on it. Yeah. And, and it, you know, telling us what you are would make sense too. Like, be like, hey, right? I'm, I'm a white cisgendered male, straight. Like, let's talk about this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and then if you're transgendered or bisexual, gay, whatever, and your opinion on this is, you know, I think they should have this because this. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what we'd like to see.
Intelligent conversation. That's what we yeah, like to absolutely. See. It's new because we haven't had much intelligent conversation <laughs> on this particular topic. Doesn't and, exist. And and on the opposite end of that spectrum, it's time for dad jokes. It's time for dad jokes. Let's. I've seen so many good ones from dad says jokes recently, and like, oh my god, I hope I can find at least one of them. I got a joke I'm going to share because it's it's uh, actually if I can find it, it's <laughs> actually on topic. What did the left butt cheek say to the right butt cheek? What? If we stick together, we can put a stop to all this shit. <laughs> it took you a lot it did, it yeah, absolutely did. <laughs> I think I may have found this. Was it about the Easter Bunny? What do you call a transgendered vegan? A herbivore. <laughs> <laughs> damn and oh then, and that's then, mine that's the only one i got today that's, that's all of the all of our intelligent conversation prior it's like, <laughs> it's like it's fleeting everyone just turned off the podcast they're like i never listened to this again uh in the spirit of easter why did the easter bunny go to the barber why he had a bad hair day <laughs> great uh well i think we had a pretty good discussion today we did yeah it's anyway. it's it's dangerous we're i swear to god we're not bigots mm -hmm. uh we would like to be educated on it to be completely honest yeah. um if you have any insight about exogenous hormones um for performance enhancing reasons or for uh transitioning reasons we would like to hear them um we're op we're open and honest and that's the only thing this podcast was if it's mm -hmm. some things that bothered you just know that you know like i said our our opinions on it are probably movable so um yeah, don't be afraid to share what your insight is and uh, have an intelligent conversation with us because that's yeah. what we feel like we need. So yeah, and if if we uh, we get enough intelligent comments and actually have a conversation with people, we may revisit it and talk about it again. Yeah, it's probably it, worth it because yeah. I mean it is the future of, of the sport that we're talking about, and uh, um, it is pressing. So we don't want the sport to undergo any more torment than it already has. In any the, direction. Yeah. With the USPA and there's there's too many things that have gone negatively with the sport. Um we don't want to see more negative impact on the sport because we love it. Um so. Absolutely. Thanks, y'all. Good night. <laughs>